Noel, if I could ask you first, sure. um, a lot has happened since the the festival's inception in 92 and maybe even more so in the last year or so with the referendum mm-hmm. and um, the uh, Gender Recognition Act. How has that influenced the direction that you've taken this year or has it? Has it been a... Has it had much of an input to... Sure. Well, I suppose when you you look back historically at the festival, I mean, the birth of the of, of gays was the same year that homosexuality was decriminalised in Ireland. Um, at that stage, um, the IFI had just established itself. Um, there was a small touring um, package from London, from uh, Flair, what's now Flair, uh, from the Gay and Lesbian Film Festival over there. Um, and there was already a, a small group of people here in Ireland who were doing ad hoc film screenings in the Hirschfield Centre. And they thought, wow, this would be a great idea to be able to bring these four films from London over. Um, and that was the birth of um, the film festival here in Ireland. Um, and I suppose when you look historically back at maybe some of the content that was available at that stage was a lot of um, either coming out stories um, or tort song. You know, um, gay representation on screen was always seen as the angst of the tort song character. Um, and when you look at modern day um, adaptions of you know television or screen, um, you know every sitcom has a gay character, um, has a lesbian lover, or mm-hmm. um, so. I suppose we we've, we've come a very a, a huge distance. Um, we no longer have, although you yeah, know there's still some coming out stories that we we see from developing world countries, and um, which are still important. Um, but. I suppose the direction that LGBT film has taken in the last number of years is just being incredible. You know, you see more narrative where it's, you know, horror films or um, zombie movies that have LGBT characters in them rather than it just being about an LGBT story. Yeah. So that's very interesting from my point of view. Um, you know, how we how we're, how we're seen on screen, how we represent ourselves on screen is very important because, you know... The festival is about sharing the power of our stories. It's about looking at LGBT stories on screen. Uh, We know that our stories are very powerful just by their very existence. So we have an onus to make sure that um, that we make people engaged we make them laugh we make them cry um mm-hmm. we challenge people with the, what we we screen um that we're able to create a platform for irish content um but also able to um i mean i suppose the most common thing about the festival is or what, what makes the festival it's about the shared collective experience it's about people right. coming together you can watch film on any mediums you like at home, on your own, in your bedroom, on your television. But a, a film festival like Gaze is about the shared collective experience. It's about a group of people coming together with a common theme to look at, to observe, to share those stories, to talk about them, to be engaged, to be inspired, to be challenged. Um, and that in itself then brings around change. So... I think we're, we're just we're very cognizant of the fact that every year we want to make sure that we have that cross representation at the festival. Well, it's probably a roundabout way of <laughs> no, no. answering, but um, you know, we our audience we're very aware of who our audience are. We can tell you that you know it's a fifty two percent of the people who attend our festival are women, forty nine percent are men. Um, you know the 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 average age is over forty five. This um, so. You know, the demands on us are, you know, there's a certain 
group of people who want to come and see women's films there's a certain group that wants to come and see men's films there's another group of people who don't mind they yeah. want to share the experience mm-hmm. so we have to cater for a huge cross section of yeah. um, our community um, we've got to make sure that we cover the LGBT and the I and Q in there <laughs> so that you know everyone feels included um, and that we represent everybody's story on screen absolutely yeah so it's, it, it's about striking that balance then. yeah and that's a tough one that's yeah. a tough one. <laughs> I suppose that's where you come in, Roisin, then. Yeah. Um, there's so much content available now in terms of LGBT and Q mm-hmm. cinema. Um, even in the last number of years with, with Hollywood jumping on the bandwagon. Um, what is the selection process like for you? How do you go between, you know, retrospectives and documentaries? And how, how does that... Uh, just I guess to, to follow on what Noel said and what you said it, it is like striking the balance so the first thing you sort of look at is just making sure that you find that balance with the LGBTQI mm-hmm. but then within that you want to make sure that you have you know a balance between documentary and narrative film and right. then when you look at the documentary you want to have a balance between you know hard-hitting social issue documentary and then maybe more light-hearted creative documentary right, yeah. and then in the narratives kind of the same sort of that's what I look at as well there'd be some a lot of dramatic content like how much uh, you know I want to get uh, a certain amount of foreign language content and art house content but then at the same time maybe more um light-hearted um comedy content yeah, and yeah. then maybe you know try and get a bit of horror in there yeah it's so it's and, there and are so many once you get into every section of it then it breaks down more it's it's a huge spectrum yeah. it's really interesting and exciting i love doing I'm it sure and then you have all those ones that resonate with everybody in the community you know exactly. like th- those those ones of you know teenaged angst and unrequited love and yeah. the loneliness of that yeah and, yeah as noel said you know it has kind of shifted and people have moved, filmmakers have moved away from coming out stories in a sense, but at the same time, not to contradict what you're saying, but what I found this year, and I've pro- I've programmed a few films that sort of take the coming out so- story and sort of turn it on its head and look at it in a different light. Like we have a few kind of fantastical fantasy um, films mm-hmm. in that are essentially like at the root of it coming out stories, but they're just told in a completely different way, in a really exciting way. And uh, they're some of the films that I'm most excited about. Yeah. And there are some really strong Irish entries this year. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about those? Um, the Irish Shorts program. Um, there's there's going to be a screening of Paddy Brownhog's Viva, which yes. I'm very excited about. Yes. Um, the the Irish Shorts program in particular. Yeah. Um, well, last year was my first year programming for the festival, and I was a little bit nervous about when we opened submissions about what kind of content might come in for the Irish Shorts, and we were blown away like they were incredible that the standard and like production values the the quality of the films and the storytelling involved was just amazing mm-hmm. and such strong filmmakers in there that are creating amazing work all the time and we were so delighted to be able to to showcase their work we actually with, with the um the program was so strong for 2015 that um we took it on tour and and that um Gay's shorts, uh, Irish shorts for 2015 has screened in New York, it's screened in Wales, it's screened all over Ireland. 
you know, we're we're delighted it's when amazing. House went, and we're yeah. hoping to build on that for two thousand and sixteen because the the quality of the short films this year is just as good, if not if not higher. It's, yeah. they're really amazing. A lot of very very strong narrative films again, mm-hmm. with some really brilliant up and coming filmmakers like um Kate Dolan, uh, we're yeah. screening her film Little Doll, which is, uh, which premiered at. Uh, the Berlin Alley and has screened a BFI flair and she's doing really really well she um she's actually we um she I just met her in Galway she's was part of the guiding lights program like so it's really great to be able to take a filmmaker like that and showcase uh, yeah, their work absolutely and, 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 and there's other excellent content in there as well like breathe which um is a film London funded film but it's it's an Irish film um that sort of looks in a roundabout way sort of at the LGBT traveller story that's not something that's ever been tackled in any way before um, with John Connors so that's that's brilliant and that has screened in a lot of different places it just screened at um, Palm Springs which I suppose is probably the most prestigious short film festival in the world so we have that film as well and uh, you know there's a lot of stuff in there that uh, I'm delighted that so we, the standard is high the standard is very high we, we did a lot of outreach work I suppose a few years ago um, I've been involved with the festival for the last five years um, and at the, I suppose some years when we looked at the Irish content it was slightly hit and miss you know one year we had really strong content and then another year you mightn't have such and so you're always kind of like on the search for good material so we developed a kind of a a three to five year strategy for the festival Um, and part of that was to do some outreach work in schools and colleges for to go around to um, to inform people and to let them know of our platform um, and you know engaging with filmmakers and directors and producers for to actually make content for gays um, so that we had a, a platform for to be able to present their work um, and we still do quite a lot of that work and I think since we invested time and money into that we certainly have seen the rewards of it especially in the last two years because the programmes have just gone from strength to strength and it's now a case of you know when we get the Irish submissions that you know we could practically put two programs to show us together and we've got to that stage where it's getting so strong you know you're you're turning down good work and because we can only put one program together and so it's kind of like okay do we make a second program of Irish shorts and we could we're we're nearly kind of we're still grappling with that because we see ourselves as very much make you know that we want to promote Irish um, work and especially Irish LGBT filmmakers Anna Rogers and you know all those different people who are making amazing content um, it's really important that we have a, that we create that platform for their work. Absolutely, and I suppose, and this, at the same time, the festival always welcomes international work. And you guys have had a particular focus this year on Kibaswa Cinema. Am I saying that right? <laughs> Kibaswa. And the imagination. Quebecwa. Okay, yeah. perfect. So, um, what inspired that, and and what has that? collaboration got to offer Irish audiences? Um, well, I'd love to say, you know, that I was laying the groundwork for that for years and years. and <laughs> But actually, it was more natural than that. I, I met the um, the programme director and the executive director of the Image Nation um, LGBT Film Festival in Montreal when I was at BFI Flair. And they were two amazing women and we just got on like a house on fire. And we just kind of came up with this. We were just like, yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Like, there was such strong beautiful Quebecois cinema and there is you know as we continue to talk about it we realized there was so much you know LGBT like very strong 
uh, LGBT uh, Quebecois cinema. So I just had the idea that I just thought that um, it would work really well to bring a focus on a region to gays. And I'm, hopefully we'll continue with this. This is the first year. Mm-hmm. But um, and it was just great to get the support from Imagination. Like they've been so amazing to me, helping me to pick the shorts program. So we're screening um, two feature films um, and a shorts program um, of Quebecois cinema and uh, they helped me curate that particularly with the shorts I always knew that I wanted obviously to screen an Xavier Dolan film because you know any excuse um, <laughs> uh, but there's um, so we're, we're screening his film uh, Heartbeats from 2010 which we talked a lot about you know which because he all of his films are amazing but they sort of steered me towards Heartbeats because um, for them it's a real um, Montreal film and it really represents the city in a really beautiful way and it's their film their favorite of his films so we're screening that and we're screening um a film uh, by another amazing filmmaker who screened a can and a screen all over the world called um chloe i'm, I'm not even going to pronounce her name right so uh, it's like uh, robinard I'm so bad at pronouncing I'm not French. even going to So we're screening um, her feature film, um, Sarah Prefers to Run, which um, screened a couple of years ago at Cannes, and it's wonderful. I loved it. And we're screening one of her short films in advance of that. Um, and then we, we're scre- we have the shorts program of... Um, it's uh, the, the queer um, Quebecois shorts. Fantastic. Which, um, I've seen them all and I curated from a, a long list that Imagination provided me with and they're excellent films and they're so diverse. That is an incredibly diverse shorts programme, you know, between art film and uh, more linear live action narrative film. But I think it works really well. And a lot of animation in that one as well, actually. Okay. Also on the back of that, then, um, Quebecois are doing a, a, a feature on Ireland at their film festival so we'll take our programme of so Irish shorts so it's a two way thing so it's yes, definitely yeah. a two way thing yeah. um, and it's very much like every year we, we need to do something fresh with the festival so you know having an influence or having a you know a, a, a slant on a different country or different is, is what will engage our audience Um one of the other strands that we have this year is um, is co- we're calling Gays on the Fringe, um, which is a look at kind of radical film festivals that are happening throughout Europe. Um, a film festival like Gays, when it started back in 1992, was radical just by its definition. It was done out of, um, you know people wanting to have a sense of community, wanting to come together. It was a way of kind of in some ways rebellion against the norm. Um, and that's what film festivals and, and festivals, I suppose, kind of started from. When you look at gays now, you could say that we're a very middle class, very kind of well-heeled film festival. Um, but you, we've noticed, um, and it's something that we've kind of discussed myself and Russian quite a lot, is we've looked at what's happening in other areas like in London and Berlin, um, where there's this radical movement that started again within film festivals, where you have cooperatives coming together. They're screening kind of homemade films in different locations. Um, there's a lot of feminist film fam- film festivals coming together as well on the back of that. And there's this whole new underground movement that's happening, which is what we were born out of. So what we've done this year is we've kind of decided to invite some of those programmers to come along to screen one of their shorts from their festival and to open the conversation with our audience about 
you know, the, where, where we're going with gays, you know, what is yeah. the future for it? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's really important that we challenge our audience as well. Yeah. You know, that people get, in, get engaged with the conversation about the future of the festival and yeah. they, they take ownership of it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the festival is only a festival because the people come. Right, so okay. it's their festival. It's yeah. not really ours. We just put it together for, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's really important that we engage our audience and they become part of it. And we get the feedback from that then as well. Um, and that kind of informs us as to, you know, where we're going with the festival in the next number of years. I mean, we're heading into our 25th programme next year, which has to be really big it's and better. Big yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, so having those kind of influences is really important for a festival like Absolutely, ours. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And there are tons of panels and discussions as well taking over the five days, mm-hmm. which five days just doesn't seem like enough time to get everything <laughs> in. But uh, who can we expect to hear from? Um, well, aside from the gays on the fringe, uh, well, that to me is, is is the centerpiece at our festival. That's probably the panel that I'm most <coughs> excited about. Uh, as Noel said, like it's rooted in talking about radicalism, but we also hope to speak about um, the place of LGBT film at the moment because we're, it's it's a bit strange because strange in a good way that there's a lot of huge LGBT film now like with the Danish girl blue is the warmest color and those films are now mainstream mm-hmm. you know those films mm-hmm. are not the films yeah. that are coming to LGBT film festivals mm-hmm. they they play at Cannes they play at Toronto so where is the place of LGBT film so that's something that we're going to yeah. discuss at that as well and that that panel discussion um is being uh, moderated by um Baron Rowlands from the Irish Iris Film Festival um the Irish Prize Festival in Cardiff which is um, the like biggest, it's one of the biggest short film festivals, festivals in the world. It's the biggest yeah. prize festival, and he, Iris would kind of be in the same area as in, as gays. As it, it's a little bit more mainstream now, mm-hmm. um, whereas the panelists on that on who will be speaking on that panel um, are from more you know grassroots festivals. Mm-hmm. So we have um, Helen Wright from uh, the Scottish Queer International Film Festival. That are they're doing amazing work. Um, uh, Jamie Starboisky from Queer Media UK, which he started by himself. Um, it's based in Manchester, and he runs workshops, and it's very rooted in technology and um, embracing young um, LGBT people um, and helping them to create their own content using you know uh, mobile technologies, which is brilliant. And and Teresa Heath from uh, whatever uh, film festival in London, which would be very radical and rooted in feminism. feminism yeah. yeah. So for me, that's the centerpiece of the festival. Festival, but we'll also be um, there'll be lots of discussions throughout the festival. Another one that I'm particularly excited about is our Yester Gaze program, yeah. which um, every year Gaze presents like a historical look back um, at an aspect of Irish LGBT history. And this year, of course, to uh, with um, the centenary of 1916, we're looking at Roger Casement. I'm so excited to see that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's it's going to be we're, we're really, really interesting. excited about this program yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. So we're screening um, the film The Ghost of Roger Casement, which is from 2002, but it still obviously resonates really well. But we are going to screen that film and we have um, a video introduction to our panel from um, David Norris, who gives his views on Casement. He, He... Loves Roger Casement, I think it's fair to say. He's uh, very interested in the man, he's very knowledgeable on him. And then uh, that will lead into a panel discussion on Casement's place within the Rising. And, you know, he was an amazing humanitarian. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that much about him until I started researching this. And 
I feel a little bit ashamed of that. But, um, so and then we hope to open that out into um, a bigger discussion on the other LGBT figures who were involved in the rising. So fantastic. So lots of opportunities for discussions and and fun making. Um, top picks what are the what are the unmissables wow. what are if, if there if you had to pick say like one or two maybe three if well you could. i suppose our opening like film is certainly one of our top picks strike a pose it's mm-hmm. um it's a it's a look back at um the madonna's um dancers um who worked with her in the blonde ambition tour and um, we have kevin stay coming over he's one of the the, the dancers um from um from the, the film um and that's really brilliant um it's kind of it's it's more fun it's uplifting it's you know really informative and who doesn't like a good madonna story <laughs> um but that's a kind of a little bit of a thread that's running through, through the, the festival as well this year because to link in with that then we're screening In Bed With Madonna on the... Madonna Truth or Dare. It has Truth two, two yeah. names. It had a different name for the American and the European okay, release. Okay. So Madonna Truth or Dare slash In Bed With Madonna. In bed with Madonna. <laughs> so we're screening that on the Saturday night. Um, and also kind of linked in with that slightly is Kiki, which is another one that I'm dying mm-hmm. to see again. Um, Kiki, it's kind of... It, I suppose anyone that knows anything about um, oh god, my brain, Paris is Paris burning, is burning, burning yeah. um, which we screened last year as a kind of for our um, Pride screening. But if anyone who has kind of seen Paris is Burning and that whole voguing um, culture, um, this is kind of it's a look at what's happening ten years on, or like um, a lot of years on from. Um, what's happening um, with kind of young club kids and their take on, you know, their houses and voguing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kiki is a brilliant one, certainly one not to be missed okay. that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and that, that film, it's like it's from the outset, it might not seem that it's particularly serious, but it looks at a lot of very, it's a human rights film. Yeah, what I can yeah. see, you know, it's really rooted in, you know, um, Harlem and like the, Back Lives Matter, which of course at this very moment it's yeah. very topical, and trans looking at um, trans rights and LGBT youth homelessness, and it's it's excellent. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of my favourites. In the as festival. is um, Upstairs Inferno, that screening as well this year, yeah. which yeah. is yeah. you know, it's uh, it's just so poignant in some ways, and and kind of. I suppose in some ways kind of spooky you know that when we looked at when Russian programmed it um, when it went to print it was talking about that this was the biggest LGBT massacre that had happened you know where so many people had lost their lives um, it was in 1973 and there was 32 people were killed in the upstairs lounge um, so it, it was kind of like it, it, just as the program went to print then Orlando happened mm-hmm. you know um, and as well I suppose it, it 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 in in an awful way it justifies a festival like gays you know I mean rallies everybody huh? yeah people are still being persecuted people still die people are still murdered you know uh, people are imprisoned every day um, here in Ireland people are still bashed on the streets for being gay um, you know we've still got a long way to go in terms of rights although you know we're doing quite well thank you very much we've still got a huge way to go. Um, and we have an onus at our festival for to to bring those messages across, not just to our community, but to the wider community as well. Um, and, you know, our festival is open to everybody to come along to watch. And as a matter of fact, you know, what we've, what we've noticed over the last number of years, we had a film um, three years ago um, called um, In the Name of the Father. Um, it was a Polish film. And 
on the night it sold out and it wasn't one that we had expected to sell like we knew it was going to do okay but we didn't expect that it would do as well as it did it sold completely out and there was people looking for tickets and it turned out that it was a, just lots of polish people came to see a polish movie um and it wasn't that it was just a gay movie so yeah. it was amazing you know that you know because we're bringing good cinema to Ireland, people, people are coming out just yeah. because it's good cinema, and that's very important yeah. as well. Amazing. I would yeah. hope that there is a lot of crossover in the program that you know. But of course, we've got to mention Viva. I mean, oh yeah, of course. Festival, one of our biggest <laughs> highlights. You know, I mean, Marco Halloran, who wrote Viva, was a former board member. Gaze, he's always been a supporter and part of our team. And um, Paddy Brannock directing. You know, whole Irish crew there um, and we were we absolutely did our best to try and get it last year we, you yeah. know it was just so <laughs> much work maybe a little too soon <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too before soon, anybody yeah. else um, and we're <laughs> delighted that we're going to get it before just before it goes on general release yeah. um, and that's on Friday night um, and we expect that that's going to sell out completely so mm-hmm. that's a hot one to really make sure to get your tickets for yeah fantastic okay so from the 28th of July to the 1st of August yes. the festival run tickets are available yes www.gaze.ie um, or Lighthouse Cinema um, you can book them online and it's all happening in the Lighthouse Yes, all the screenings are in the Lighthouse Cinema. Um, we pretty much take over Smithfield Square for <laughs> the August Bank Holiday. Um, lots Love of fun it. and excitement. <laughs> There's lots of fun things happening as well, you know, over the festival. So just come along. Um, our yesterday screening is a free screening as well. So for people who kind of mightn't be able to afford, please come along and take a ticket for that. We'd love to have you as part of the festival. Um, and yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> It sure will. Uh, Noah Sutton, Roisin Garrity of Gaze, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you.